stories for the rain. The Hidden Violin by you slash Fando1234 It all changed about three weeks ago. That's when I first heard about this piece. This forgotten or deliberately hidden symphony that would go on to absorb the rest of my month. Morning Mist. As part of our master's course in musicology, we have to produce a thesis. Me and two fellow students decided to investigate the link between mental health and musical composers. That old romantic tale of the tortured genius suffering for their art. I'm sure you're familiar with the cliché. We were gathered together in the university library, which had served as our base of operations this year. I won't name the specific institution, but it's known for its vast and ornate library. With high ceilings, a labyrinth of corridors and bookshelves, and row upon row of oak wood tables, all dimly lit with a sephoric yellow hue. We sat on one of these tables amongst a pile of books on our laptops. It was Pippa who first broke the studious silence with an audible wow as she read an article on her computer. Sam looked up and I raised a quizzical eyebrow. For the record, Pippa is a lovely girl and a good friend. She's also extremely clever, which is why I find her penchant for the paranormal so baffling. She religiously checks her horoscope every week and is regularly updating on this latest ghostly goings-on, according to the myriad of questionable podcasts she subscribes to. So when she exclaims, wow, I tend to take it with a pinch of salt. I was ready to ignore it and continue reading, but Sam took the bait and asked her, what you reading, Pip? She looked up. Have you ever heard of a composer called Vasily Pietrov? Neither of us had. Apparently, he was a composer in Soviet Russia. He generally wrote pretty middle-of-the-road music for the Politburo events. Nothing spectacular, probably why we've never heard of him. Then, in the late 40s, he was arrested by the secret police and sent to a gulag for five years. Nothing too wow-inspiring so far, I said skeptically. But listen to this, she went on. When he was released, people said he had been driven mad by the experience. He was still composing, but crazy atonal symphonies that would make Stravinsky blush. Stuff no orchestra wanted to play. He eventually hung himself in 1956, just after finishing his final piece, called Morning Mist. But check this out. This is his suicide note. How creepy is this? I have seen... Terrible things. Things no human should see. And every time I close my eyes, these visions are burned into my retinas. Music has been my only solace these last few years. But I know my pieces are deranged and will never be performed. If there is anyone left to cry for me, I beg them not to. I feel like I am already dead. I died a long time ago, in that terrible place, and I've only 
been a ghost of my former self since. And here's the craziest part, Pippa quickly added. There's a postscript. It reads, P.S. On my desk is a manuscript where I've penned my final piece. Please destroy it. It should never be played or performed. It has a melody in it that is not for mortal ears. I can't explain it. I feel like some dark energy channeled through me and forced my hand to compose. I've tried to hide it in the music, but I still hear it over and over in my mind. It is this violin line that has me driven to take my own life. Ooh, spooky, Sam said with a smile. I mean, this guy's definitely nuts. Add him to the list, Vasily Petrov. There's more, Pip said. This article says that the only surviving copy of the manuscript is... She did a drum roll with her fingers on the table. Right here in this library. I guess people didn't take his advice and destroy it, I said. Okay, creepypasta stuff aside. I think it's a good case study to see what kind of music someone composes in post-traumatic stress. I'm in. Sam and I will look for it, and you keep researching online. Our search lasted all night with no results. It wasn't under V for Vasily, or P for Petrov, or M for Morning Mist. But, according to the online records, there was a copy in the library somewhere. So we continued the search. All week. It was just too intriguing to let go. It wasn't until the Friday when I was sweeping over a section of the library I had already covered, in a secluded corner, deep in the maze of corridors. I don't know what made me do it, but I started pulling books of the shelf and checking behind them. There was a gap where manuscripts could easily fall. I reached into the darkness and felt around for... Got it! I said as I walked back to the table, smiling and waving the papers in my hand. I was treated to a miniature round of applause from my study partners as we excitedly laid it out on the table. Jesus... Pip said as we began reading through it. All the pages were yellowed with time, and it had a damp, rotten smell emanating from it. But it was the way it was written that elicited our mutual shock. I'd never seen a score like this. It was written frantically with strange markings and unrecognizable directions on it. Strange, unintelligible notes were scribbled in margins. Should we start analyzing? I asked the team. Before we do, and I know what you're going to say, Pip said. Here it comes, I thought. I've been reading up online, and they say this piece is cursed. I rolled my eyes, but she continued. Seriously, look. She pulled up some tabs on her browser. There were news articles relating to the mysterious music. Pietrov's close friend who inherited his composition after his death was the first. He had the manuscript to Morning Mist. He died under mysterious circumstances a few days later. Reports were that he had poisoned himself. According to the article, he had the manuscript laid out on his table in the room where he died. The next was an amateur orchestra in Russia in the 70s. They tried to perform the piece, but, but in the first rehearsal, the lead violinist went berserk halfway through it. Started stabbing people with his bow and almost killed one of them. 
and the last was in the 90s. It had made its way to the library in America, as some musical prodigy kid checked it out, and two weeks later it, it says he shot up his school and then turned the gun on himself. Once again, in his bedroom, he had clearly been studying this piece of music. <laughs> Bollocks. What even are these websites? Ghosthunters.org? Paranormal Times? I'm sure Rashmeninoff's Isle of the Dead is far scarier than this piece. Pippa looked uneasy, as, to be honest, Sam did too. But we went ahead anyway. We decided the best thing to do would be to try and recreate the score on the computer. And for anyone who doesn't know, you can create each part, line by line, using software. And this was no easy feat, though. This piece was incredibly complex, and all the strange markings took weeks to decipher. There was also this strange feeling we had when we worked on it. You know that feeling when you're being watched? It makes the hairs on the back of your neck stand up? At Pippa's request, we never listened to the whole piece as we worked. Only short snippets. I have to admit, even these snippets were disconcerting. They were cacophonic and disorienting. I listened to a full 20 seconds and I had to admit, I felt a little sick afterwards. And we still hadn't even added the lead violin line. Sam had an alternative theory to Pippa's cursed violin melody hypothesis. He had been reading that, much like subliminal advertising, where old TV ads would flash imperceptible images on screen to try and make viewers subliminally want to buy a product, music could work the same way. Different frequencies superimposed together could have a disorientating effect. Still a stretch to see how this could make someone harm themselves or others, but we proceeded with caution nonetheless. We even split up the violin line. So I did the first section, Sam did the second, and Pippa the last. So none of us heard the whole thing. After a few sleepless nights, we finished transcribing it out on the computer software. After a few sleepless nights, we finished transcribing it onto a computer software a few days ago. But still, none of us have listened to it in its entirety. Which leads me to today. We've hired the big studio on campus to finish our work. And have a listening party. As is customary on a big project. But this has proved quite contentious. As I write this, we have it loaded up on our computer and ready to play through the high-end speaker system. I'm keen to click play. It's no doubt creepy. But there's no such thing as a cursed piece of music. And I don't buy Sam's theory of subliminal messaging. Pippa has said she's going to leave the room and is imploring us not to listen to it. Sam is on the fence and has the deciding vote, but he needs convincing. Do you guys think we should press play? Hello everyone, Stormy here. 
I hope you enjoyed today's stories. If you did, make sure to like, follow, and share, so that the terror may grow. If you would like to see more from us, please consider heading over to YouTube and subscribing to the official Scary Stories for the Rain channel. There we will post all of the horrifying tales, as well as some content not able to be contained by this audio platform. And if you have any stories of yours you would like me to read, you can submit those stories by email, which will be in the description below. Thank you all so much for your continued support. And I hope to see you in the next tale. If we all survive. <laughs>